Welcome to the Encompassing Podcast, a show where two lifelong friends talk about things that lifelong friends talk about. I am Barrett, and this is Pearson, and we are on episode 13. Uh, and if you cannot tell, uh, I am a little sick right now. I uh, a little congested. I've been hacking up a lung recently. Uh, it's it might be the pollen, it might be something, but it isn't COVID. Okay, and did you ever have COVID back when when COVID was was yeah. going on? I think I had COVID two times. Uh, one was significantly worse. The first time I got it was worse. But the the real anomaly is my my girlfriend has had it five times, four times, five times, something like that. So she is not naturally immune to. Yeah, she she didn't build up a natural immunity or antibodies, whatever it was right. happening. I told right. her yesterday I was like COVID, and you were like Batman and the Joker. Like you know that you're gonna fight again someday. You need one another. Yeah, you need, <laughs> you need one another. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad that COVID is. I mean, it's not completely over. Of course, uh, it's a little better these days. But uh, I remember the, in the midst of the pandemic, we were in our senior year of mm-hmm. high school, um, and we really thought that we were going to get two extra weeks or an extra, an extra week. week of spring break you know that whole it was going to be two weeks to flatten the curve and then right. we we're all going to go back to live as life as normal um yeah two weeks turned into never going back to school um our third quarter grade became our fourth quarter grades and if you weren't failing you graduated uh funnily enough i think i did fail my senior year of high school um, i mean you graduated i did i did graduate so you, so you didn't fail I don't know what happened. I think the teachers just really didn't want to fail a kid at, at that point because. Were you failing a third quarter? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was failing. I had I had so much makeup work. It was all like zeros. Hmm. I mean, I had like a thirty in some of my classes, and nothing ever happened with that. There I still go. got my like got everything I got into college. Uh, obviously not in college anymore, <laughs> but I did get into college and, uh, you know, did that for a semester, decided I didn't like it. Uh, but I, I feel like the really big thing that, uh, that we have to talk about as far as like sports related, uh, any, any kind of news related is going to be NFL free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has been going crazy recently. I, I love watching free agency in the NFL because you see – you see all these moves. You see the potential of what teams could be. Uh, you see what teams are trying to do. It's always pretty interesting to me. And, of course, uh, my girlfriend's Bears, I feel, have done the, the best in free agency. They have done year. a really good job in free agency. Um, there's a lot of moves that happened over this last week, obviously, with uh, free agency about to open up at 4 p.m. Eastern today. And the way the NFL works is you get some of that ahead of time. Um, so... Like immediately after, like the podcast released that same day, we saw the Jalen Ramsey trade, which I think was basically the first big move. That obviously that wasn't a free agency thing, but it was a kicking off the NFL year. Uh, so Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins, going to team up with Xavier Howard and Emmanuel Ogba and Christian Wilkins and that good defense over there. Uh, if Tua can stay healthy. Are the Dolphins contenders in the AFC East? Uh, they're for sure contenders in the AFC East. I don't know about uh, a, a deep playoff run. Okay. Maybe maybe they make it into the playoffs, but I think they still have some developing to do. Uh, 
I think they have a great wide receiver core, one of the best. If I if I you know could say Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, there's some fast guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have you know they have a great defense. They've got uh, you know decent decent players all around. If Tua can stay healthy, I think that they are contenders. Uh, but I, I think the big the biggest trade that went on was uh, where the Bears just absolutely ripped off, scammed the Panthers. Yeah, I think we touched on that briefly last episode. But it's it's uh, no, we didn't because we still thought Gracie was going to be watching for that first right. pick. Um, yeah, they, they scam the Panthers. And, and we talked about this, I'm pretty sure, is don't trade – you should never trade up, right? Trading up, you lose so much value for unproven potential. Um, and so now maybe the Panthers get their next Cam Newton and maybe they can make a Super Bowl push, but I just don't see that. I see that they needed so much more and they gave up so much with DJ Moore, a first this year, a first next year, a second this year, a second <laughs> – Excuse me. Next year, like it's way too much for what you're getting back in a number one pick, an unproven number one pick, because right. you can always have a bust. That is, it's sad for me though, because I've been saying the Colts are either going to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. However, now they have two quarterback hungry teams in front of them in the draft: the Bears and the Texans. Yeah, uh, it's the Texans, the Panthers, Texans, the Panthers. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Bears trade. So. Panthers and the Texans, both quarterback hungry. We're going to assume that C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. So probably. now the Colts are probably looking at Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. Uh, I mean, or – can't remember the other – what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, the, those are the two big ones, Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Um, and a lot of your uh, free agent QBs um, are off the market now. Um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is still has permission to seek a trade, but you no longer really have the ability to pick up any unless you're trying to pick up like a Marcus Mariota, which we saw how that worked out with my Falcons. Um, y- y'all have so much need at the Colts. I just can't see this year being anything except for uh, uh, you'll be happy to get four wins. Right. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm not seeing a deep playoff. I'm not seeing a playoff berth at no. all. I mean. Titans, little lacking, but the Jaguars, I think, are the big contenders in the AFC South. That's weird. Yeah, the Jaguars have had a uh, pretty good, and they haven't lost any big names except Arden Key went to the Titans from the Jaguars. Um, but I think the Jaguars still contender. I do think the Titans are contenders. I think the Titans have a little bit of work to do as far as a um, they need a wide receiver core. They need a wide receiving core. Um, and without that, they're not going to win anything. Right. They also lost a little bit on their own line. So they, they got some work to do. Speaking of work getting done, like you said, the Bears traded with the Panthers. The Bears also signed several players on their defense to help bolster that. Some O-line guys. They got DJ Moore, obviously. The Bears are are setting themselves up to win. I was going to go through, see, so... They let's see, Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills, right? Great. Four years, seventy-two million dollars. Nate Davis, uh, who came from the Titans, excuse me, came from the Titans. Like they got T.J. Edwards, which is going to give them some more linebacker help, and obviously they got D.J. Moore in that trade. Plus they have a first and a obviously they have the ninth pick this year um, from the Panthers, and they have another second they added. So it looks like they are going to be setting themselves up for a good 
they're not this does not seem like a rebuild this seems like a push to me well and because they've been working at that rebuild and they sold off their biggest asset which was that number one overall pick right and now they have all this to work with and so that is exactly what they needed right and i mean with their division yeah with aaron Rodgers leaving possibly Mm mm-hmm um, it doesn't look to me like he's going to stay with the Packers. He's, I think he's going to the Jets or he's retiring. Uh, it's one of the others. Obviously, uh, they said uh, he had put stipulations in there. It, basically, the a wish list he gave the Jets, which included uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis. Lewis, OBJ, and Alan Lazard, who the Jets have signed. The Jets have signed Alan Lazard. To like a four-year, forty-four million, something in that range. Right. So it looks like they're setting up for Aaron Rodgers to go to the Jets. Um, the Jets have a young core over there on their defense, but they are having to dish out some extensions. Quincy Williams just got one as a linebacker. His brother Quentin Williams will have to get one very soon on the D line. Um, obviously, Sauce Gardner's young, and Garrett Wilson's young. So you can, uh, Brees Hall. That's going to be your big thing, is that three of your biggest stars are on rookie contracts for the next two or three years. So you can bring in a huge contract like Aaron Rodgers and still be successful. I think that uh, that, that division is is looking pretty pretty winnable for the Bears, if I if I had to say. I mean, I, mean, I, would, got, I still think the Lions are probably contenders with the Bears. I think the Vikings are above both those teams. You think Vikings are better than... Bears and Lions. Bears and Lions? I will say, I do think the problem with the Vikings is they have not had the best offseason. They've lost some big names. Um, and now Dalvin Cook is reportedly maybe wanting out. Like it, there's, a, there's a little bit going on. Um, and then that Kirk Cousins deal has, has stifled them from being able to sign other big extensions. Right. So... But speaking of uh, Alan Lazar going to the Jets, I do want to bring up my Falcons, who I think outside of the Bears have had the best offseason, which it we kind of expected, right? The Bears had the most cap space. The second te- the team with the second most cap space was the Falcons. Um, but I actually liked some of the moves of the Falcons better than the Bears just because it really filled the needs. Where the Bears having more needs, it was harder for them to do that. They obviously still have the draft to go. Um but so, if Alan Lazar goes to the Jets, it looks like the Jets might release or trade Corey Davis because uh, of a $10 million cap hit. Right. And so, if they can trade him to the Falcons, Barrett, and we have another wide receiver to go with Drake London, um, and then obviously you have Kyle Pitts, and now we traded for John New Smith, like you're looking at Corey Davis going back to Arthur Smith um, and should be able to get plenty of production. If Desmond Ritter is what we think he is, if. Um, Running back can still do the same. Tyler Algier can still do the same. And then we picked up defensive things, which I think the big – that several – there was two things the Falcons did. They picked up Kayla McGarry uh, – or they re-signed Kayla McGarry and they re-signed Chris Lindstrom, who are two, two of the top ten offensive linemen in the country. Right. But I think the big thing – they did some other stuff on defense, but I think Jesse Bates is the one worth talking about as far as yeah, – if since this isn't a Falcons podcast. Um, Jesse Bates becomes like the fourth highest paid safety of all time. Um, and so that'll really help them on the top end. And so I'm seeing a playoff push, especially because the NFC South, the the only team that could arguably say they have a better chance at winning the NFC South is the 
Saints because they have Derek Carr, but I still think the Saints lack other things. And if Alvin Kamara doesn't come back, and Michael Thomas could back, did you see that? Michael Thomas is back on basically like an eight-year deal, 10-year deal. That's potential to be like 14-15 with incentives to try to basically prove it, prove that you're not going to get injured again and kind right. of do this. But so this, this is a lot of NFL stuff going on. Is there any other big trades that we saw? I, I don't know about trades, but uh, or, speaking of – Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys. Stephon Gilmore the other to the trade. Cowboys that's the other trade. Was, was insane. Um Obviously, I hate to lose Stephon Gilmore, but uh, it's you, you know with Trevon with Trayvon Diggs and right. the Cowboys. <clears throat> I was yeah, I think I was talking to somebody about that uh, earlier. Is like Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore as your cornerback. I that's going to be a good yeah. team. They're going to give people uh, they're going to give people some trouble. But also with the with the Colts. Uh, speaking of the highest paid positions or whatever. Um, they signed Matt Gay. The Colts signed Matt Gay, which I felt like we could have done well with Chase McLaughlin, but uh, we gave him the the highest free agent contract for a kicker kicker of all time. Uh, Insane to me. Uh, Also, a good thing, it looks like the Colts are going in the direction of a quarterback releasing Matt Ryan. Yeah, that is true. Um, So they got to pick up somebody in the draft. Speaking of people getting quarterbacks, I uh, just got a news alert. Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings, who's been released, is visiting with the Panthers. So that would be a wide receiver that would help because, as we know, the Panthers don't just need just a quarterback either. They have a good defense, but they need quite a bit on offense, especially with trading Christian McCaffrey this last year. Agreed. Uh, I think there was one other t- trade I wanted to talk about. Darren Waller. Darren Waller goes to the Giants. This is an interesting one because the Chiefs uh, the Giants trade Kadarius Toney to the Chiefs last year for the number 100 pick and then like a seventh rounder. And then and then the Giants then trade that number 100 pick to the Raiders, sorry, to the Raiders for Darren Waller. So they basically traded Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller, which I think is a definite win for them. If Darren Waller could stay healthy. I, I think he's top three or tight ends in the league right now for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if top three tight ends. Uh, maybe. I think his injuries the last few years have been really big. It's plagued him a little bit. Uh, but so, yeah, that that's basically NFL free agency right now. There's a lot of offensive linemen signed, Mike McGlinchey, um, James Bradbury signed. But I think those were the big ones. Uh, I think uh, – oh, also I want to talk about my team, uh, Bobby Okariki mm-hmm. or Okarake. I don't really know how to say it. Um, went to the Cowboys. No, he went to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to remember between Stephon Gilmore and uh, and Bobby Okereke. Yeah, he went to the Giants. They the Giants have done a pretty talk about a good offseason. Outside of a Daniel Jones contract that some see may have been overpaid, the Giants have had a pretty good offseason. Right, um, and so they're a team to watch out for. Yeah, uh, the the kibosh on on Matty Ice for my team just kind of. 
I my favorite thing about that whole situation is you thought that he was going to be this kind of savior for y'all because all y'all needed was a quarterback, right? And, and I told you, like, it's, it's worse than Carson Wentz. Um, he's getting old. He needs definite support around him. And I thought that y'all would at least provide him support with O line, but you didn't. Yeah, that's and that's what I would have thought too. And it's weird, uh, f- funnily enough, to say Matty Ice. Although now with the Colts, he uh, the Vikings mounted the largest comeback in NFL history. Yeah, and I think we talked about that, right? So Matty Ice now has the largest comeback, the most infamous comeback, and the largest comeback yeah. against him, right? Against him, not much ice in the veins there, right? I I think football nicknames are are funny. Uh, I I I love the fridge, yeah. Bus. Um, <clears throat> there's a, I play some Madden sometimes, uh, and they have a promo in there called AKA and it's these, these special players and, uh, it, it's all the players with nicknames. So they have like, uh, obviously they have like the bus. Well, actually I don't think they have the bus in there, but like it, it Gilly lock for, for Stefan Gilmore. They have like yeah. TB 12, Joe Shiesty, everybody that would have like a, a rod, uh, yeah, I, did, I think they did Rogers, put a rod. So, um, and so I've always liked uh, liked football nicknames, specifically the bus. Ever since uh, my, my dad, when I was little, told me about the bus, I think that's hilarious for me. <clears throat> but I think uh, as far as the NFL goes, that's that's about it. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that. Uh, other sports, uh, I, I'm not really too invested in the NBA, but is there anything that you, you can think of going on in the NBA right now? NBA, it's fun. Uh, the only thing I think of with NBA right now is we're coming down to playoffs to be happening soon. We're really, uh, I think the first team to clinch a playoff berth, the Milwaukee Bucks clinched last night. I think they were the first team to clinch. Um, Giannis accidentally knocked somebody's tooth out. That's insane. Um, just, but he inadvertent elbow, and the guy picks up his tooth off the ground. And so the other things that are happening, uh, yeah, like I said, moving toward playoff time, NHL uh, moving oh. toward. MLB is about to start at the end of the month. That's a big thing. Uh, March Madness uh, bracket is, yes. is sealed in. Um, I have already done like 10 brackets. <laughs> uh yeah, because, you know, 25 chances at never getting 100% accuracy because it's impossible. But Didn't one guy get it? No, they got real close last year, but didn't. Um, last year was the, the longest I think everyone ever went. Didn't get 100%. Bama is basically my pick to win that. Um, I have a lot of Bama brackets. I have a few Houston, a few UCLA. I think UCLA is my favorite if I'm going to pick a number two team to win. Um, I think I have uh, Bama making it to the Final Four and getting knocked out. Who? So by who? I I don't. I'm not sure. I'd be like it'd be like Purdue or Texas or two that are facing the Final Four. If you picked a one or two seed, I haven't made my uh, my bracket yet. I'm still gonna work on on doing that. But I I don't think Alabama had. I've watched a lot of Alabama basketball, um, Mm -hmm. and they and they seem to have a problem. With, with choking and big time moments. Uh, have you watched a lot of them basketball this year? <clears throat> yeah, you've yeah, only lost been, a few games. Absolutely, like how, they've how, been how producing. They've been so you've you've been choking this year. I think the big thing with them is they're prone to turnovers. 
Right. Um, and so if you when you go up against a team that is really good at forcing turnovers, then you when you go up against a team that's really good at forcing turnovers, you have a chance that you're going to go bad. Also, Bama really relies on a three-point shot. If they can't get that three-point shot down, then they also, that's the games they've lost. They've been low-scoring games. Right. And they have um, some talented players on their team, Brandon Miller. Um, yeah. And I, I see, I think there's a chance. I think Bama is like most of these other teams. I don't think there's a team out there this year. It's like there's no way they lose. Um, I think every team's like it's like basketball, right? You, there's a reason you do a seven game series in the NBA. It's because you can be hot one night, and you can be at any given night. Any team in the NBA can be any other team on any given night. Right. Um, no matter how bad you are, how good the other team is, if you're hot and they're not, you can beat every team on any given night. And so that's why March Madness is such madness, right? Is because all you have to do is get hot for five games. Right. And you can win the whole darn thing. I feel like that's that's kind of adverse to college football in which you're never going to see FCS East beat Alabama. Yeah. You're never going to see It's it's a lot different of a game. There's no getting hot. There's uh there is momentum in football, but it's not the same, right? Um and so that's why March Madness is so much fun, and actually, I think that that will start very soon, and so we might, I don't want to do a bracket on here, but uh, we'll, we'll be keeping up with that when it starts right. in the next week. Is uh, what's, what's the first game for that? Um, it starts to, uh, actually, so it'll start before this podcast releases, it'll start Thursday the 16th. Um, That'll be well Thursday. Let's see. Let me make sure I got this right. I'm getting confused. All right, Thursday the sixteenth is actually the first four. You know those four play-in games right. for the number eleven and number sixteen seeds. And then um, that's today. So that's Wednesday the fifteenth, and then tomorrow Thursday the sixteenth is when we start seeing a bunch of teams mm-hmm. face um, Alabama. Will play Thursday at one forty-five. So yeah, I think that's uh. That's about it for sports as far as uh, as far as we go. Uh, I think we can get into our bracket. Yeah, a little special. I mean, it's not super St. Patty's Day, but I do think um, because we're because this podcast will release on St. Patty's Day, it, it was cool to do something with a leprechaun, right? And so you got something. Uh, we're gonna do cryptids, right? Yeah, cryptids. Uh, it's a big pastime of of my girlfriend. Okay, I, I feel like we bring my girlfriend into this a lot, um, and it's always just things that don't make sense. <laughs> Not that she doesn't make sense, but I feel like it's always uh, you know there's a rat hanging upside down in my shower, and he talks to me like it's like conspiracy theories and and stuff like that. She's she's quite the character. Uh, and I feel like the people on this podcast that that the people that are listening to this podcast that don't know her probably thinks that she's a, like a weird witch lady that lives in a hut at the edge of the river and like collects frogs in her mouth. Uh, but yeah, we have cryptids here. Uh, my girlfriend loves cryptids. I'm a little uh, I'm I'm a cryptozoologist. I would say I. Uh, I indulge in a few of these. 
so I, I decided that I would go ahead and, uh, and create a bracket for this. Our first one is going to be, you know, the cryptid. You know, it, it's hard to be uh, Bigfoot okay. slash Yeti slash Sasquatch. I think they're they're most likely kind of in- intertwined as, as the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeti just happens to be in the Himalayas while, you know, Sasquatch is like Central America. Yeah, in the forest type deal. <laughs> and so it's going to be like Bigfoot uh, versus werewolf. Okay. Werewolf, you're turning to a wolf, what? Full moon. Although Full I'm moon. sure there's, I'm sure there's, there's alternate variations of of how werewolves work. Uh, but I don't think this is difficult for me. Is it, it? Is it just Bigfoot? Bigfoot is very is classic. Bigfoot is so classic that it's not even called Bigfoot, but we're calling it Bigfoot because that's the name that we gave for mm-hmm. it. it. It would be Sasquatch. Yeah. So so, and I, I understand how. Bigfoot can easily win this, but when we're thinking about just as f- far as I'm, so right now I'm kind of I'm thinking a little bit about their their clout, right? Bigfoot has more clout, but as far as like terror and as far as like how um, much damage they can do and how scary they are, because I think that's part of the element of this, right? A lot of these it is. Um, Except for except for the poor jackalope, most of these were terrorizing people, right? Right. Um, Bigfoot doesn't do that. Uh, Bigfoot's kind of off on his own, right? Isn't the whole thing with him? No one has ever seen him. Yeah. But these werewolves, the werewolves are different. So, uh, I just want to make sure you're giving werewolf a fair shake. I, I do think I will give them a fair shake. I just think that there's there's so much to to be done with with Bigfoot. Okay. I think it kind of. A lot of these that I'm going to be basing off of, like the mystery of it. The that's the that's the fun in it. Gotcha. The mystery. Nobody has ever seen Bigfoot, and if they have, and people have seen werewolves. No. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure they're super. I'm just commonly, making sure they're um, super commonly depicted in media. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I would say Bigfoot is too, but sure. Uh, not. Oh well, like not Twilight. not not. Yeah. Okay. Not in like pop culture i see what you're saying right bigfoot is mysterious it's hard he's hard to find he's you know you only ever see him on the jack links beef jerky commercials (laughs) yep so i will say um well we'll let bigfoot go through next matchup is going to be thunderbird versus mothman um thunderbird is a it's it's in northern canada and alaska right yeah right some tales talk about enormous eagles carrying whales back to their nests, just like whales. whales. Um, it, it's part of Native American mythology, just this huge, huge bird um, that terrorized people. And part of it is like you talked to the, was a Thunderbird the one that had uh, the power to do stuff with the weather? Right, whenever they like flap their wings, they can cause thunder. And uh, what is this about a thunderbird attack that I'm seeing on the screen right now? The 1977 law. So two unidentified birds on a young boy. Um, He was suddenly attacked by two large birds. One was temporarily picked him up and carried him over 30 feet to his mother. Um, several eyewitnesses had seen the attack place place. The birds were described as having a white ring around their necks, a four and a half foot body with each wing approximately four feet long. Each wing four feet long? They're not a, picking up a whale. A six inch 
hooked bill, three front claws, one back claw, and a large black body. See, um, that that's some of that. They, they're attributing it to it, but basically... Um, what would make you think that, that was a Thunderbird over just like another regular bird? Yeah. Like, you don't know all the birds. So, the more famous, the more recent sightings um, that talk about it, I say more recent sightings, <clears throat> older sightings, cowboys seeing and killing birds, um, that basically it looked more like a pterodactyl or a dragon than any modern day bird was their depiction of it. Just these huge, huge birds. So, they're going up against Mothman. Okay. I, I, this is a personal connection with me. That's a scary picture. So, this is my... I have qualms with Mothman. Okay. As a child. not well, As a, like an elementary schooler. Yeah, that's going a, that's a child. School. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say like super child, but like... Yeah, yeah. As a kid, <clears throat> I was so scared of Mothman because I read about him in a book... They used to keep the scariest books at our elementary school library. I, there was like four of these books, and you just read the only four they had. Well, it wasn't the scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, this was a – it was like a mythological urban legends, right? Yeah. And it tells about Mothman, and it was like we were driving in the car, and Mothman has these big red eyes that can hypnotize you. And they made me, like, drive the car off a cliff or something like that. And I always, as a kid, had, like, this fear of, like, somebody around me getting hypnotized and, like, not knowing who I am or, like, whatever. And so I was always scared of that. Plus, it's just a giant moth dude. It's a giant moth dude, semi-human winged creature, glowing red eyes, about seven feet tall with a wingspan of ten feet um, that could fly up to 100 miles an hour is the thought. Um, just zipping through the air. Um, basically, in 1967, they think that he might have caused a um, bridge to collapse, um, leaving 46 dead. And then all that 46? Re- all that remains of him are... So people have seen him since, supposedly, but there's a statue of him. In uh, I think it's West Virginia, uh, yeah, in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And that's really the only thing left. It's probably there's a photograph of him um, flying, wow. and so that's convincing. Yeah, it, it's, it's like a little black spot on this picture. But so Thunderbird versus Mothman. Basically, I'm thinking both flying creatures. I'm thinking both scary. I'm thinking both max, massive. But Mothman scares me a little more. Those red eyes, and, and I think he has more of a. I, th- I think he moves on. Right. Large bird is very scary, mm-hmm. but large, mysterious moth with glowing red eyes, a little more scary to me. Uh, our next one is the chupacabra okay. versus the leprechaun. So the leprechaun makes its way. Um, it, it's it's the only one that's it's, it's probably the most human of anything in here, unless you consider a werewolf, because it's mostly human. Right. Um, but chupacabra got an interesting story. So, History Channel, right, mm. is largely just <clears throat> talking about myths and mythologies and cryptids and stuff like that. So, watching History Channel growing up, probably 10 or 11 or 12, they showed this thing on the chupacabra. Right. And, like, this chupacabra would come to people's houses and would kill their goats. 
and kill their chickens. But like drink the blood and leave the animal carcass there, drain the blood. And that was supposedly what the chupacabra was. Then I have a dream about the chupacabra and me encountering a chupacabra on a house on a highway nearby, which I could never picture the house, but I've only been there once. For some reason, it was in my dream, and I went up under the house to get like a ball or something, and there was the chupacabra, this weird, like hairless dog-looking right. thing that is going <clears> to <throat> drink my blood. So, if it's if I think chupacabra just as big as leprechauns, and I think chupacabra is a lot more scary than leprechauns. Your thoughts? Right. Well, you had this personal connection with the chupacabra, like I had a personal connection with Mothman. Um, leprechauns, the only thing I have to say about leprechauns, um, they are, nowadays, they are not seen as, like, real. Like, with the rest of these cryptids, people are like, yeah, they're, they're alive yeah. today. Some people, at least. And I'm sure some people think leprechauns are real. Or leprechauns are around out there. Like there was something that happened in Alabama, mm-hmm. um, way way back. I remember watching a video. People blended on leprechauns. <laughs> no, well there was a. Uh, <laughs> they said that there was a leprechaun that was like hiding up in trees and attacking people. Like it, it was like this big news story, and there was some funny video. That, that came out about it, but it was something about a leprechaun, like, in Alabama, and there was some <clears throat> some news story. I think leprechauns are famously Irish, um, and that's where they spend most of their time. But, uh, so, so as far as, oh yeah, I do remember seeing the picture of the sketch um, uh-huh. of the leprechaun. It was just this basic kid's drawing of a leprechaun. Um, so leprechaun versus chupacabra. You, you like chupacabra? Yeah, I think chupacabra is, uh, can go on here. Okay. So next we have Dover Demon versus Jersey Devil. The Dover Demon is this little weird alien-looking creature, right? Small little humanoid thing. Also has glowing eyes. I know you have an affinity for that. Um, that was found <laughs> up in Massachusetts. It, uh, it... Oh, it's honestly creepy, man. It, like I don't know how else to describe it. That picture looks terrifying. It's this tiny little, um, around the size like a monkey or a dog, but it's an alien that I, I don't know. It's it, got these glowing eyes, and it terrorizes people. It kind of reminds me of uh, Voldemort and Harry Potter when he when his spell rebounded, like when he was in the baby form. Yeah, it does look like that. <laughs> it looks like Voldemort in the baby form. The Jersey Devil is who is going up against. Um, Jersey Devil is obviously in Jersey is where these sightings have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really big in folklore. It's described as having hooves, a snake's tail, bat wings, and a head that looks something like a horse. A horse? This picture that I'm seeing right here is um, could easily have just been... Like a smudge on the camera, but not really. But this is a weird. This is this is more proof than it was for the Dover Demon. But well, if I saw that thing coming towards me, I would. I would be scared. I would be terrified, and I would punt it. So like, how big are these things? Supposedly, um, it can breathe. They look small. They look like they're not very large. Um, so that that's something, but it supposedly can breathe fire or poison water with its breath, um, kind of like a dragon characteristics. Right. Um, it. Oh man, I don't know which one of these is worse. 
They're both creepy. A Which can- one would I kangaroo like beast? So that's that's big. Wow. Which one would would you rather like encounter? Encounter. So like you got two rooms. One's got the Dover Demon. One's got the Jersey Devil. I think I'm going Jersey Devil. I think the Dover Demon is too otherworldly. Like the, the Jersey Devil, I can be like that's definitely a mutant animal. I can take. We'll hunt it. Right. This Dover Demon, that's from a different planet. I don't want to deal with it, and I don't want to. So. Does that mean Dover Demon moves on? Yeah, I mean, I'll let Dover Demon move on. I, I would have said Jersey Devil just because I feel like I could take a Dover Demon. Well, I think that's also a point. Like, <laughs> if it's the like size of a kangaroo with bat wings and hooves, like, I, you might be right. I think it might be Jersey Devil because Dover Demon is kind of small. I could, I could like, throw a Dover Demon. It said, a Jersey Devil, yeah, it said a Dover Demon was like the size of a pet given. So, all right, we'll let Jersey Devil go through. Then we have the Wendigo. So... What do you know about the Wendigo? I mean, you were you were the expert, my guy. So it is like this. It, it pops up in media a lot. Mm-hmm. It's this creature that's a spirit. Technically, I think it was a wind spirit in okay. Native American mythology that had like a like some skull on its face, and I remember it being like it was a, what what kind of skull. It, 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 does it, it say it has here? antlers and horns, and so it's kind of like almost deer-like skull, probably. Uh, I, I, this is it's a Native American. Um, sorry, this is a lot uh, human cannibalism, dude. Let's see if I can pull. Up, let's <laughs> see if I can pull up like pictures of it. Yeah, um, that's that's what it, it's like that, a human skull with like antlers coming out it also has glowing red eyes in the picture you have which I know was is, is your whole thing this is what I see as a as a wendigo okay right here uh, it kind of looks like a like walking on two feet um with a you know like with, a dog's face a deer like face? a deer's face I usually see like a deer's face a long uh, I see like long arms long legs speaking of long legs i don't want to get off on a tangent but i feel but like you, you want know to talk about, about to the long-legged man you i talk knew about you the knew long. what i was about to say i have been so terrified all of my life still to this day i'm terrified of like creatures with abnormally long arms and legs not mm-hmm. just tall not just tall but like proportional to their body long legs and arms um, <clears throat> around my childhood home, you know, uh, we, we live in, in the South part of the United States. So there's a lot of open land. Uh, so I would always ride my four wheeler around, uh, as, as a kid, like, uh, and my grandfather had, had a bunch of property and he had this neighbor that w- was usually pretty mean. Yeah. He um, was, and he was also a taller gentleman. He was, he was, he was a little bit taller, had some long legs. He and he had long legs, and to this day, I swear, I'm. He got mad at at me and a buddy. I can't remember who it was, but he got mad at me and a buddy for for riding a folder around. And it was it was getting nighttime, and I swear that I saw this man like chasing us. And the image that you bring up is almost like. 
someone ru- imagine someone running but with stilts on yeah like the legs are just so long and straight the entire time right, right. just these huge <laughs> large steps it, it's given me chills to this day because it was it was some of the scariest things that i've ever encountered um whenever i talked to my girlfriend about it she was like oh it's probably a skinwalker which i didn't include on this list because i don't feel like it's uh you know it, it's kind of weird to 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 talk about um not not as well known but uh, gotcha so anyways the the wendigo the uh, wendigo apparently these native americans um thought that if you uh, if your souls are overtaken by greed or weakened by extreme conditions, you basically became a Wendigo. And you were can- it was a cannibalistic monster. Um, it had animal-like ears with antlers and horns sprouting out of its head. It has a sunken or glowing like its, its eyes are sunken and glowing, sharp pointed teeth, terrible odor um, emitting off of it. it. It basically was like it wreaked havoc on these Native American communities. And its opponent, I do want to talk about the – you want to try to say that? Puckwudgie. The Puckwudgie, um, which these are more like little goblins that lurk in the forest. They're only two to three feet tall. They're not very not very big, but these can transform into animals and do mischievous um, – <laughs> do things in their own little mischievous way for – there, there is a picture on here. Someone says of a puck wudgie. Okay, that which, is not two to three feet tall. That is like that is like huge. a kangaroo. Yeah, that is huge. It also looks like a like a raccoon had a baby with a porcupine armadillo, but huge. But huge. <laughs> um, I, I would think something that can transform into any type of animal is scary. But I, I mean, that Wendigo, that picture you had of the Wendigo was pretty terrifying. If you asked me which one was my favorite, I would say puck wudgie. I think I love uh, the the puck wudgie is is a great idea. I I kind of think it's cute. <laughs> some of these some, some of, of the pictures some of the pictures are interesting. Make them seem like they're just little goblin dudes. They're just little goblin that dude. hang out yeah. and they do mischief and they can teleport. Yeah. Um, they used to be friendly to humans. Apparently, um, they kidnap people. Uh, they t- they <laughs> Fr- teleport. Friendly, friendly to humans. They used kidnap to be, people. Used to be. Um, apparently now they teleport behind people and, uh, push them over. So I guess if you've ever fallen over randomly, um, it was probably a puck wudgie. Um, they like to throw sand in people's eyes. Apparently they can disappear and appear at will. They can transform into a walking porcupine, which is probably the thing that we saw. Um, they attack people and lure them to death. They have poison arrows. There, there's all these things that Native Americans believe these people had. Like you said, kidnap people, push them off cliffs, attack. It, it sounds like this might have been the, uh, the way they explained suicides back in the day. It um, also might have been the way they explained, like, you know, when you, like, somebody was in school and they fell down, their pants fell down. They're like, ah. It was the puck wudgie. <laughs> it was the puck wudgie. <laughs> it was the puck wudgie. I, I think puck wudgie can move on over Wendigo. I, uh, I we got, there's a lot more information about the puck wudgie. I, I think, think the it, puck wudgie is better. Yes. Scarier, because I'm not necessarily going off Yeah, yeah, it's scarier. not the scariest thing. It's not the chupacabra wins in my mind. <laughs> that thing, chupacabra terrifies me. Um, next, we have the jackalope. So, you've all seen the jackalope, right? The jackalope just is a jackrabbit with... Antlers, right? Like an antelope. Right. But but what is the... Um, I'm not sure if there's lore behind it. 
there's a little bit of lore behind it, but a lot of it is just literally um, what you see in taxidermy, people putting antlers on rabbits, which is weird. So while you look up to see if there's any lore, we're going to talk about the Kangamato. Kangamato are like basically a pterodactyl. Um, they look, they're pterosaur-like cryptids. They live in Africa, particularly in Zambia, Congo, and Angola. Um, obviously, they're cryptids, so when I say live in, that's where they've been sighted. Um, it's been given the name breaker of boats or overturner of boats. Basically, like a lot of these, um, if we, when we were looking at this, is that most of these were spotted by sailors. Sailors out on the sea, they're hallucinating, terrible, scurvy, malnourished, um, dying, uh, you know, so they see these things. And so they had these, um, supposedly these large winged creatures that i'm telling you just look like a pterodactyl um would come in would steal fish would eat um mostly fish but sometimes would eat humans would attack boats would break up boats um just just a very big nuisance it's wingspan it's wingspan and here's the here's the catch ranges from four to a hundred feet across so there have been different sightings some say it's 100 feet across which is just ridiculous it describes a reddish lizard with wings and a teeth in its beak and teeth in its beak which is a weird kind of thought to put teeth on a bird i mean as a sailor Mm -hmm. like i think we were talking about this earlier is if you're a sailor and all you have as far as like it's like visual input mm-hmm. is miles and miles and miles of just blue ocean and there's nothing else, especially at night, it, it gets dark at night, it, especially in the open ocean. There's no lights. You know, you've got whatever you have on the boat. I think you're bound to see some crazy stuff. Not only see some crazy stuff, but maybe you decide to be a little puck wudgy and you're like, oh, oh, look giant bird yeah and then your friends are like where where where's the giant bird and you're like what he he ate carl and and carl's like overboard or whatever yeah yeah you're more likely to see that kind of stuff when you're going crazy because all you're seeing is water all day long while you're being eaten alive by scurvy the jackalope, a lot of there's not very little lore behind it. There's mentions of it in uh, ancient Persia. I say ancient Persia, 13th century Persia, and the Renaissance. There's a few things, but basically it became popular for taxidermists in the 1900s. And so, in my mind, at, because it's more of a cryptid, and because it's just this giant pterodactyl with teeth in his beak that can have wings up to 100 feet across, apparently, I think the Kangamato moves on. What do you think? I would agree. Uh, jackalope just kind of seems like a, like something a puck wedgie would do. Yes, yeah, like it's just messing with you. Um, the next two are kraken, which is basically just a giant octopus, squid, squid. Kraken would okay. be a squid, I think. Okay, so I, I'm looping those into the same character because the difference in a squid and octopus in my mind is very, very small. Five versus eight tentacles, I think. Five versus eight. I think okay. Squid have thighs. Regardless, Kraken. Kraken is terrifying. Kraken. It's another I, sailor I, I, thing. I, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Kraken are octopus. I was looking this up earlier. Um, it well, it just says sea monster, right? Okay, giant squid. Um, that corresponded to this physical description. Um, just huge in size. One of the largest cryptids that may have ever existed. Um. And so far, it's the only thing in the massive category, according to Cryptid. 
phantom.com. And I think this is also the only cryptid that is entirely plausible. Yeah. That you can't really disprove very well. Um, Basically a colossal squid, right? Right. We've only explored a certain, you know, a tiny percentage of our ocean, and there's no telling whether or not this is real, which kind of makes it scarier. It says that the legend may have originated from sightings of, of a real giant squid um, uh, that can get up to 100 plus feet in length, including the tentacles. Some they normally live bad. at great depths, but have been sighted at the surface and were poorly attacked ships. And so I think the Kraken has one of the biggest lures, um, like, you know... It's this huge thing, right? Right. A lot of people know what a Kraken is. As a pair, as opposed to the Goatman, which not a, not a lot of people know about the Goatman. The Goatman basically looks like a, like if you were watching a TV show and a human turned into a goat. Yeah. Um, it, halfway through that procedure. Halfway through that procedure, stopped. yeah, it stops. So it's still basically two legs, but it has hooves, but it, it, it's naked, and it has horns, and it has this weird face. Kind of like a uh, a satyr. Some say it's the relative of the chupacabra. Um, it's been most commonly associated with Louisiana, Maryland, and Texas in the United States. Seven-foot-tall hybrid creature, part man, part goat, Hungry for blood, right? Uh, so this is what this is. It's popular around where we live near the south. Um, and I've actually, as a kid, I remember people telling me stories about the goat man. Don't let the goat man get you. Mm-hmm. But I believe that there is a there's a place. Uh, I can't. I couldn't tell you where it is, but there is a place um, called Goatman's Bridge. Okay. Um, and it's said that Goatman will attack you if if you're on his bridge. Uh, because he wants to, he wants to keep his bridge. Uh, Buzzfeed Unsolved did an episode on that where they went to the bridge. Okay, um, supposedly he does attack like cars and people with axes. Um, he has an axe. Why does he have an axe? I, why does he's he need an axe? Why tall. does he need an axe? That's a good question. You're not punching that. Um, in, in my mind, the the better the better cryptid is the kraken. I would agree. Um, and, and I think the kraken should move on. Speaking of formidable sea monsters, um, we have the Loch Ness Monster. Um, the Loch Ness Monster is probably up there with the big with Bigfoot as the most well-known cryptid right. in popular culture. And do you remember uh, do you remember going uh, when we went to England, because mm-hmm. I know I know the Loch Ness monster is supposed to be in Scotland, right? Yes. Um, which like entirely different countries, but we we there was something there where they like had like a whole Loch Ness monster exhibit or something like that. I feel like I remember seeing. But the funny thing about these two pitting up against each other is, <clears throat> given that both of these are true, they might be the same creature. Now that I look at them, uh, oh, because we're also the other creature being the Mokele and Mimbe, which is an uh, Cong- Congolese name, which I am not going to be good at pronouncing, the, from the Lingala language. Um, a dinosaur-like cryptid basically looks like a brontosaurus, or like I think it says it looks like an apatosaurus or a Diplodocus. Um, it, it's just this huge, long neck dinosaur. 
Um, yeah, you're right, Diplodocus. Uh, that they've spotted in Congo and the Cameroon, supposedly. Its meat is apparently poisonous, making, you know, don't want to kill it necessarily because you're not going to eat it. Right. Um, a group of villagers, it, its meat is apparently poisonous as a group of villagers once killed one. Everybody who ate the meat died afterwards. It's very similar to the Loch Ness Monster, like you were saying. Some of the things is it would block up the river, um, its length has been reported to be between 16 and 32 feet. Its neck between 5 and 10 feet. Um, its tail between 5 and 10 feet. Um, can, so basically 75 feet in length overall, right. which is huge. And I think I I like this one um, mm-hmm. mostly because this one and the Loch Ness Monster uh, along with Bigfoot are – the only ones that kind of just mind their own business. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like, I, I tend to go towards the cryptids and like the cryptids more if they're just a general nuisance to people, not necessarily like mean, like not necessarily killing people or anything, but <clears throat> they're just doing their thing. Bro, uh, he, he's just blocking rivers and stuff sometimes. Yeah. And the Loch Ness Monster, um, I was trying to get some. <laughs> There's not much around him. There's not much around him. And, and so there's very little about his uh, size and stuff like that. It says that people tend to describe an animal about 20 feet long, which is a lot smaller than the I, – I think, I think I'm interested in this uh, – and just maybe it's just because, literally because he's bigger, but also because I feel like your meat being poisonous is kind of a cool cool attribute. Right. Um, I, I kind of like this African version um, the Mokele Mememebe better. Yeah, I hate to have to say that again. The, the oh, Mokele yeah. Mbembe, but yes. I think I think it beats out the Loch Ness monster here. Okay, so second round. Now that we got a lot of that out of the way, um, I should, we'll have to do a lot less uh, referring back to notes. So Bigfoot versus Mothman. We're looking at very similar sizes. Bigfoot's probably a little bit bigger, about three feet bigger. Um, Bigfoot's kind of keep it to himself. Mothman's attacking people. Mothman's using those big red eyes. He obviously has these huge ten feet wings. Um, your I, thoughts? I think I think we leave Bigfoot alone. We'll take Mothman with us to the next round. Okay. Bigfoot wants to be left alone, regardless. He doesn't really, you know, other than being the biggest cryptid, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have much going for him in terms of like being necessarily like super scary or super um been a lot less sightings of him also right there he kind of keeps to himself well there's more people look for him right but that is i would say less sightings because he kind of keeps to himself and it gives you a lot more like it's more plausible um and i think what i'm looking for in a cryptid is not as plausible as 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 just you know a giant monkey Gotcha. Or gorilla or something like that. So I think Mothman moves on, and then next we're gonna have the Chupacabra versus the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil, obviously, if we talked about like if he's like a kangaroo size with bat wings and uh, the horse's head and, and all right. this, like that's scary. But I I still fear the Chupacabra more, and that could just be personal experience. <laughs> but also, there's a reason Mothman went through last time. Right. <laughs> so um, I think the Chupacabra. I think it's the Chupacabra. Chupacabra is also iconic. Not Chup- to mention, it is terrifying. I think Chupacabra is terrifying. I think there's a it covers a wide range of cryptids also because there's the various like 
widely varied reports of they say I saw a chupacabra, but then they vary very differently on the sizes and all this type of stuff. Right, right. right. So I do think chupacabra moves forward. It's scary, and it's also one of the most well known outside of Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Um, next and the Kraken. Next, you're looking at uh, the Puckwudgie and the Kangamato. Uh, Kangamato is much bigger, apparently, with a hundred foot wingspan. <laughs> and it, I'm, I'm saying some of these sailors may have been. I mean, I think all these sailors were hallucinating. But let's say it's not a hundred feet, even if it's only twenty five feet. Like that's still a massive bird with teeth in its beak coming down, breaking your boats like I th- a goose. I think the Kangamato beats the Puckwudgie. I know the Puckwudgie's cute, and you think and he does his little mischievous things, but I do think the Kangamato moves forward. Oh, wow, that I mean, it's hard for me. You uh, really want I think, the Pukwudgie? Well, I think my argument for against the Kangamato and towards the Pukwudgie is I feel like, <clears throat> assuming you know, there's a lot of big birds, you know, mm-hmm. in 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 crypto in cryptozoology that you know a big bird is kind of easy to imagine. You know, but a, a little goblin dude that looks like a porcupine that teleports behind you and pushes you down. I, I think that, you know, I can go with either one. All right, then Kagamato. Okay. I think it's I think it's Kagamato. I, I will say we got we do have some news. Um, talk about the NFC South. Desmond Raiders starting quarterback. Derek Carr starting quarterback. Carolina's going to draft their starting quarterback. Baker Mayfield just signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. For one year, eight and a half million um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, one year, eight and a half million. So it looks like the Buccaneers have their quarterback after Tom Brady uh, retired. So we'll see how that team does. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, a pretty good offensive line. You got a pretty good defense still. Um, yeah. Only problem I think is, is is your coach, but we'll we'll see. Um, so Becker Mayfield coming up as the new starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. Nice. More commercials to come. More commercials to come. <laughs> Anyways, so we get back uh, to the Kraken versus the Mokele Mbembe. Okay, your initial thoughts. Uh, I I mean, I like the, the Mokele Mbembe because same reason that I liked Mothman over Bigfoot okay. um, is that the Kraken is feasible. You know, it's just a giant squid, which exists. It's just a giant or giant squid. Well, I don't but, think, the, but they're also saying the the Mbembe is like a, um, it's like these dinosaurs that we knew also existed and that could just be legend, right? So I I think and same thing with the Kraken that they talk about the giant squid, but they're saying that it was probably came from older centuries ago them seeing a giant squid and making it out to be bigger than it was. Um, but if they actually saw this Kraken, that's bigger than any giant squid we've ever found. Right. I, I, I'm actually partial to the Kraken here. And I'm the one that likes Makole Mimbe, Bimbe, sorry, excuse me, passing through over the Loch Ness Monster. So I, I don't, well, you're, I mean, I think I, I just imagine that Kraken over the ship, right? Dragging it down um, with those giant tentacles. I feel like that is so much cooler. Yeah, but imagine that you're trying to brontosaurus thing. Imagine that you're trying to go get water from from the river and get a nice drink to 
you know, you're getting a nice drink, and then all and of a he's sudden, blocking up the river. The Mokele yeah. Mbembe is sitting downstream or sitting upstream, just blocking your water. Um, well, I'm okay with the cracking going going through because I know that who it's going to come down to, um, and it's not either of these two. Okay. Um, let's see. So we're going to send the cracking through. <laughs> so we have Mothman versus Chupacabra. This is where you and me feel like are going to have the most disagreement. I think we can come back to this one and just go ahead and do Kongamato versus Kraken. And you think it's Kongamato? I think it is Kongamato. I think it's Kongamato. I think Kongamato. Dude, that, looking at the Kongamato, the Kongamato was one of my favorite that we act that I found when you showed me this bracket. Just this huge pterodactyl-like creature that supposedly is still around. A hundred-foot wingspan. I don't think I can it's say that. It also said – I saw this earlier. I didn't say it. It said to dig up graves and steal human corpses. Why? Because in Africa, the burial is usually not too deep. It's interesting to note a good portion of modern Kongamato sightings happen in the prime birdwatching site. Um, Why? Why is – why is he stealing corpses? I guess he's going to eat them. Uh, man, it, it is one of the cooler things because um, he sometimes eats humans. Four to 100 feet, reddish lizard with wings and, a te- and teeth in its beak. Um, versus, like you said, the Kraken. So I think Kagamata moves forward. So now Mothman versus Chupacabra. Oh, that's it's going to be hard because I feel like, I feel like, I could take a chupacabra. I feel like a chupacabra would scare me about as much as a, uh, as like a hyena coming at me, mm-hmm. which again, terrified. But I feel like I would have a higher chance at survival than if a moth man came with his glowing red eyes and attacked me. Um, apparently, he already killed 47 people. Well, no, he knocked down a bridge. That ended up causing 46 people to die. He wasn't taking out 46 people. Also, I would like to point out, like we also talked about this, Chupacabra is um, is a wide array of different sightings, right? Um, very vastly. And so it covers this multitude of sightings. Mm-hmm. Or listen, under Chupacabra. Also, it's just going up and sucking the blood out of chickens and goats. It's, it's, it's really wild. But I feel like he does... I don't think the chupacabra attacks humans, though. You can have my goats. Does the chupacabra attack? I, you I'll can look have to see. my goats. You can have my goats, but get away from me. My, get away from your bridges. Get away from me. But the Mothman's attacking bridges. No, it is attacking and people. And cars. It has been said to attack people. But I'm trying to see if... Because the chupacabra, I mean... I want to be like he. I feel like he's just doing what he has to to survive. <laughs> he's just going going through the motions, doing what he has to to survive. Yeah. Like just because I mean, animals eat other animals. That's just the reality of life. Mm-hmm. However, giant moth dude is is just trying to kill you because he wants to. So the there have been over two thousand sightings. Of the reptilian kind of chupacabra and the canid kind of chupacabra. Um, when it sucks blood, it makes an odd noise. Um, it sucks blood of goats, chickens, and farm animals and other. What, what pets. kind of noise are we talking? I, 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 when it says odd, there was a it was a hyperlink, but I really don't want to click on it. Um, so, so we're gonna have to listen to that afterwards to see what it 
sounds like. So there have been a lot more sightings of the Chupacabra. I think that's another thing. Like there's been a lot more sightings of the Chupacabra than there have been with the um, Mothman. I think that's important. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I it was feel blamed like not... for more than a thousand. It, through the end of 1995, she has been blamed for more than a thousand mysterious animal deaths, all resulting from blood loss through one or more puncture wounds. They're a, they're a dog vampire, Barrett. But they're attacking animals. They're a dog vampire. They're attacking animals. It has it's large a... oval red eyes that sometimes glowed. Does that change your mind? Well, it's not attacking me with them. <laughs> It's attacking an animal, but it's, but the monster like, is attacking like, a human. Like any animal, like you talked about, they're going to do what they got to do to survive. So if you come up against it, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean they're going to attack if you. you threaten it, I'm sure a chupacabra will attack you, but a mothman, mothman's seeking you out. Also, chupacabra. It seems like it's supposed supposedly a species. That's just a dog. That picture is just a dog. I think the the puncture wounds and then the drain of blood is what makes it a chupacabra, though. That's a dog. It looks like a dog. No, I know it looks like a dog, but what I'm telling you is that a chupacabra is a canid-type animal. If you saw it, you'd be like, that's a giant moth, right? Or you see that that's a pterodactyl. It, that doesn't make it not the moth man. This is the fact that this I made, feel like that picture was a, was a dog. But, why, but what I'm saying is the, the puncture wounds and then the blood being drained is what made this not just any old regular dog. But to me, it just looked like a dog. Yes. But there's also plenty of different types of chupacabras. Um, I keep seeing that one. That this this is this is not types of chupacabras. Uh, this is the types down here. But there's a reptilian type, and there is the canid type. And so, again, I don't know. It's chupacabra. I'm not scared of the chupacabra. You're scared of this moth bear? Yes, that only lives in like West Vir- one place in West Virginia has never really went outside of there. It's a legendary creature. Uh, it's a strong resemblance to Alabama. Reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area of West Virginia from approximately November 1966 through December 1967. It's not been spotted since December 1967. That's when the bridge collapsed. Um, okay, let's see. It's most recently been reported in the year 2000. That, that's it. Which can reach a, uh, such as a Sand Hill, uh, something rise. This is that it's just a large bird. Um, there's a statue of it in West Virginia, but basically everyone else that claims it was just a UFO, sightings afterwards are all just UFO type deals. That's crazy. That's cra- it's a giant dude moth. That hasn't been spotted since 1967. It said 2007. Chup- okay, sorry. That hasn't had a, uh, reliable, like, st- reports over and over since 1967 you know so what? whatever so maybe so maybe someone was screwing around in their lab and turned into a giant mothman in 1967 but now they're dead um now they're dead so what what are we like we, we don't know if, if they're, they're dead. dead we don't know if they're dead well the only sightings now are just their ufos so they're seeing black spots in the sky and being like that's the mothman because i live in wasn't uh, i live sorry i live in point pleasant west virginia and i know there's a statue of mothman i know he inhabited here 60 years ago oh yeah and i saw a chupacabra outside your house today oh wait it was just your dog because they look exactly but until same. you start seeing animals die with just one or two puncture wounds and their blood being drained like, that's a different story. Cool. 
just don't have chickens. Okay, or look goats. at the look at the reptilian kind. Don't 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 look at the dog kind. Look at that thing. Yeah, I could punt that. I could pick it up. Last sighting, 2013. So, like, we're saying like a few years after the last Mothman sighting. Okay, but the last time that a Mothman sighting was a Mothman and not just a UFO claiming to be a Mothman was in. 1967. I, the la- Next time I see a black dot in the sky, I can be like, that's the Mothman. Next time I see a is dog. It a bird? Is it a plane? It's the Mothman. Is it a dog? Is it a dog? Or is it a chupacabra? It's a dog. It's a dog. You know why? You know it's not a chupacabra? Because it's not sucking the blood out of other animals. You don't know that. Uh, there are no other animals around here dying with their blood sucked out. And chupacabras have attacked dogs. So those dogs would be being attacked by the chupacabra. You know what's crazy? Dogs attack other dogs. Not as not like me. Look, okay. We're gonna have to come to an agreement here somehow. I don't want to give up on Mothman. You don't want to give up on Chupacabra. It, it's hard to say. So we're gonna have to take it to. I, I don't want to do a poll. No, we're not doing a poll. I I, I do want to do one thing. I'm looking this up on my phone. It might have just it might have just recorded through the thing, but I don't think it did. We're gonna listen to this odd noise. Of it making the blood sucking. <laughs> That's the biggest bullcrap. I've never heard anything stupid. Watch, watch. It sounds nothing like it. It sounds exactly the same. But now you have to think about that a camera picked that up while an animal. Is sucking the blood of a bunch of farm animals around. Cool. Why is it you saying it's attacking just because it's trying to live? You don't suck. No one lives off blood. Chupacabra might. Which makes it a cryptid, which makes it crazy because it not lives thing. off an animal. There's no, blood. Pro, there's no protein. In. All right, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Who's our other guy? I'll be honest with you. I think the Kangamato beats both. Okay, I'll give it. <laughs> do you I'll think? Do I would. Me personally, okay. would it be Mothman or Kangamato in your mind? In my mind, I think it would be Mothman. Oh, however, right. you're just. However, I'm willing to let the Kangamato go because we can't get past Mothman Chupacabra. We're gonna have to make some. Well, and so, and I will say this: if you're scared of this giant flying creature that can do all these terrible things, then you should be scared of the Kangamato. It is. Yeah, but the Kangamato doesn't it, hypnotize people. A hundred foot wings. Yeah. A hundred foot wingspan, possibly with teeth in its beak. I mean, geese Break, have teeth. Break, in beak. Breaking ships. <laughs> it's basically a, a pterodactyl. Yeah, I mean that's terrifying. But it, I think the the big part about Mothman for me is hypnotism. But uh, which which is interesting because you keep bringing up hypnotism, but everything I'm finding, nothing talks about hypnotism. If you look into its red eyes, I know for a fact. If you look into its red eyes, it hypnotizes you. I think. Because that was why I got so scared of it as a kid. Yes, but I don't think that's true. I don't think it's true. And so I think that you have been falsely believing that the Mothman is the scariest thing around when it's just not. So I'm okay letting Mothman go through if we allow... um, it says suggesting the Mothman's glowing eyes are actually red eye effect caused from the reflection of light from flashlights or other bright light sources. That was the skeptical guy. Um, 
I mean, I'm just not literally not seeing anything about hypnotism. And, and now you're scrolling and I'm watching you scroll and you're not finding anything about hypnotism. I'm reading. I, it said it. <laughs> Sorry. Um. <clears throat> yep. I, I, I think that if it was out there, let's. I, I don't want to say if it was out there hypnotizing because then you're going to – I mean, you were all the way through that Wikipedia page and nothing about hypnotism. Yeah, it does say it right here. What does it say? Uh, couldn't discern its face due to the hypnotic effects of its eyes. That would be in 2002, Donnie Sturgeon's The Facts Behind the Legend. Okay. Walkman. This is the book. This is the book. Okay. So, but, so he said he couldn't discern his face because of the hypnotic effect of his eyes. He wasn't hypnotized by this monster. He was just intrigued by its eyes and didn't decide to look at the rest of his face. That's what it hypnotic. just said. Because of the hypnotic effect. The- that doesn't mean that they got hypnotized and were like people making them do stuff. If I got a punchy effect to me, then that means I'm punching you. No. You understand the hypnotic can just mean like people are intrigued by it. Like if I say like that has a uh, – like that, th- that illusion had a hypnotic effect. Like I just couldn't turn my eyes away. That's a way of saying <clears throat> I can't turn my eyes away. It does, however, hypnotize people. But I'm got, I'll give it to the Kamado. Kangamato. Kangamato. I think you understand that the Kangamato. So we're going to we're sending Mothman through to the finals, and then it's going to lose to the Kangamato, which you understand is at least you have to give me because we haven't been able to say that it was like hypnotizing people to make them do anything, and the Kangamato is at least on the same level. Yeah, Kangamato is and terrifying. In, and in my mind, it's worse, which there's your tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm okay with that. This was a this was a heated debate. Uh, I thought it wasn't going to be at the beginning. We were kind of very, moving through very smoothly. Yeah, um, it, it's hard to know. Uh, but you read one book as an eight-year-old, and now you're traumatized. You watched History Channel. Kubacabra lost to the Mothman and then to the Kangamato. I don't think he should have lost to Mothman, but I let him lose to the Kangamato. Fair enough. That's been our show. Hope um, you have a good one. Yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day. Oh, yeah.